Truth and Fire, the podcast is brought to you by truthandfire.com, where we explore faith and pop culture from a witty Christian perspective. Welcome to another installment of Truth and Fire, the podcast, which picks up where Truth and Fire, the blog leaves off. I'm your host, Verite Efe, and you can find me at V-E-R-I-T-E-E-T-F-E-U on all social media platforms. So why is the gospel the good news? Why is it called the quote-unquote good news? Some would answer, well, because Jesus died for my sins, and honestly, they'd be correct. Someone else may say, because Jesus is returning to establish the kingdom of God, and they'd also be correct. Yet still, those responses only scratch the surface because they then beg the question, why did Jesus die for our sins in the first place? And why did he need to return in the first place or at all? Why was all of this even necessary? We'll answer those questions and more today, so stay tuned. Welcome back. This is a special edition of Truth and Fire, the podcast, and I'm your host, Verité Feu, which simply means truth and fire en français. So today, as I mentioned in my intro, we're going to talk about the gospel. Certainly, this is a message that's sprinkled throughout my blog posts, and um, it'll be you know sprinkled throughout my podcast content as well. But I wanted to take a moment to zero in on this message to be sure it's clearly communicated and heard by those with an ear. For those who don't know, the gospel is the central message of Jesus Christ and the lens through which we are to read and apply his word. Without the gospel as the foundation for our knowledge of and relationship with God, Joel Austin's preaching happens, T.D. Jakes' preaching happens, lukewarm Christians happen. Without the gospel anchoring our faith, um, it's easy to be deceived and for us to deceive others. So, um, it's just, it's just necessary to have it as a foundation so that we will understand what God is actually saying in his word. Further, as I and others labor for the gospel in this world, I felt it was important to be sure I don't lose sight of what it's all for. So today we're going to talk about, again, the gospel. Specifically, we're going to talk about why the gospel is the good news. So why is the gospel the good news? Well, simply put, because there is bad news. And the bad news is we are all sinners. We were all born into sin. We all have a sin nature contrary to the pure and holy nature of God. We were all born in rebellion. We were all born enemies of God. We were all born deserving condemnation and do his wrath. All of us. We are his creation indeed. He made us in his image indeed. But through the fall of Adam and all mankind thereafter inherited a sin nature, which we call indwelling sin. We've inherited corruption, specifically speaking. So Romans 5.12 says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sin. It's an interesting thing, free will. For on one end, we use it to exercise our truest desires, things that we really want to do. However, our free will often, if not 100% of the time, actually it tends to be 100% of the time, it leads us to do that which is contrary to God. Rather than exercise our free will to choose God, leave it to us to choose our love for sin. In some cases, these sins may even feel natural. 
but not because they are normal in the eyes of God, not because God intended that we feel, act, and think in sinful ways, but because these sins are the fruit of our inherited sin nature. But no matter how we feel, if God calls it sin, it's sin. And this is why knowing God and his truth is necessary, that he can redirect us to will and to do for his good pleasure. We need Christ. For left to our own devices, man is depraved. It's why even Christians, even as we are saved, we are commanded to be transformed by the renewing of our minds through God's word. It's why the Holy Spirit sanctifies us to to purge us and purify us of sin. Before a holy God, we are wicked to the core. Evil is our default setting. There is no such thing as all people are ultimately good at heart and they just learn to be evil. No, we bust onto the scene in iniquity, honey. We bust into this thing in sin. King David, the psalmist says in Psalm 51, 5, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me. In Genesis 8:21, God says, Every inclination from the heart of man is evil from his youth. Psalm 58, 3 says, The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they are born, speaking lies. Romans 3:23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Ecclesiastes 7:20 says, Surely there is no man on the earth who does good and never sins. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. And what are these issues of life? Sin! Jesus clarifies this in Matthew 15 and Mark 7 when he says, For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. So of course, yes, the homosexual is defiled. The pedophile is defiled. The porn addict is defiled. But guess who else? The mother who steals food to feed her hungry children. The man who cheats on his wife because he feels neglected. The child who hits his siblings or doesn't share his toys. The old lady who flips off another driver for cutting her off in traffic. The young lady who sleeps with the man she loves but isn't married to. The scared pregnant teen seeking an abortion. The straight-A student who lets his classmates cheat off his exam. Beyonce, defiled. The Obamas, defiled. The Trumps, defiled. The Clintons, defiled. The Pope, the Antichrist. Okay, maybe the false prophet of Revelation. In either case, defiled. Indeed, those who feel justified in evil doing are still evil. Even those who have a quote-unquote good reason to sin are still in sin because sin is in them. Even those we celebrate and laud and admire and vote for, all the kings and princes of the earth are defiled. The law with its 600 plus commandments that Israel had to keep to maintain their righteousness before God shows how far short of the glory of God mankind falls. As we can see throughout the Old Testament, Israel, even with the law of Moses, fell into sin repeatedly. Repeat after me, repeatedly, okay? Even the man after God's own heart, King David, 
He was a man after God's own heart, and he himself had a filthy heart. There was nothing that the Israelites could do to maintain their own righteousness. And the same is true for us all, even today. In fact, in James 2.10, he says, Keeping the law, if one was to even break one commandment, they become guilty of breaking the whole law. Enter Jesus Christ, who is and was and is to come, has condescended and come into the world as a man. He is God, but he is God wrapped in the flesh. But Jesus had to come into the world as a man to die for the sins of the world. And so the good news is the man, Jesus Christ, died for your sins and he's coming back to set up his heavenly kingdom indeed. But the reason he had to die for our sins is because as we see from Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The reason Jesus is coming back to set up his heavenly kingdom is to restore things to what God intended for us before the fall of man. Before sin entered the world and set both man and nature, which are both God's creation, on a downward spiral into sin, confusion, and chaos. The grace of God is the pardon he offers sinners through his son, Jesus Christ. Either you're going to stand before God in your own righteousness, which is but filthy rags, and answer for and suffer his wrath for your own sin, or you will stand in the righteousness provided by Jesus Christ, who stood in our place to suffer the death we were due for our sin. If you choose the latter, the good news is you are indeed justified before God. There is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, as Romans 8.1 says. The good news is in Christ, we are not appointed to God's wrath, as 1 Thessalonians 5 and 9 says. The good news is you are, are being, and will be saved. The good news is you are now a new creation who will enjoy God and his new creation for all eternity. The good news is before Christ destroys his enemies and this fallen world, you will be redeemed out of it and inherit a new body incorruptible, no longer subject to aging, disease, sorrow, or death. The good news is you, who were born into sin with a corrupted, sinful nature, are now born again of God's Spirit. The good news is as you await Christ's return, you now have a helper to navigate through this life knowing the way, understanding the truth, and having the life. You know the love and have the peace of God that you are equipped to endure this fallen world's inherent trials and have a way to escape Satan's devices that so ensnare those still in bondage to the curse of their birth in the flesh. Being born with a fallen nature may seem unfair. But honestly, neither is God's grace, which he makes available to us that we might lay hold of a new birth. Indeed, the bad news is through the fall of the first man, Adam, all mankind are born into sin. But the good news is through the death and resurrection of the man, Jesus Christ, who is the first fruits of a new creation, those who believe on him are born again into the family of God. As a Christian who's come to better understand the good news, I now recognize why I need Jesus and why others also need him as well. I now better understand why I must renew my own mind in and share the gospel. Contrary to popular belief, Christians don't share the gospel by our good works. Being nice, smiling at people and doing good deeds are not the gospel. 
Indeed, the outworkings of a heart that is sanctified by God should yield these good works and these types of attitudes. And they may even open the door for opportunities to share the gospel. But those good deeds and behaviors are not the gospel. So as the adage goes, preach the gospel and whenever possible use words, that is a farce. For the gospel is a message that must be heard. For as the truth goes in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so by the grace of God, I wanted to use this platform to declare in everyone's hearing this very important message. I pray I and my brothers and sisters in Christ are always bold and willing enough to share this message as the opportunities arise in our individual spheres of influence and may those who have an ear hear it. For the gospel is the good news because there, my friends, is bad news. So before I go, I just want to take a moment and summarize both the good and the bad news. And I'll do so by deferring to the Apostle Paul's words from Romans 5, verses 18 through 19. And it reads, Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. All glory be to God for the good news. Thank you for listening. Truth and Fire, the podcast has been brought to you by truthandfire.com, where we explore faith and pop culture from a witty Christian perspective. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, let us know. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Verite Efu. That's V-E-R-I-T-E-E-T-F-E-U. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We hope you'll join us next time. Thanks for listening.